Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa. And I am privileged to have back on the podcast for actually a fourth time now, Laurie Gold. Laurie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me again and again and again and again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You're such a wealth of knowledge, which, you know, many professionals listening to this will know. And so I like, it's, it's important to capture your information and I'm glad that you're willing to share it with us. So thank you so very much. And, um, Today, we are going to record another episode in what I'm calling the Culture Vulture series for, I mean, maybe that's trademark. Maybe I shouldn't call it that. But, um, <laughs> but, um, for, you know, we're talking about getting off resort property. We're talking about getting deeper into Mexico where you can explore and appreciate the culture and the people and the history of our, you know, southernmost neighbors for you from Canada, for me from the States. Although, you know, you're actually in destination now. So, you know, you are living the dream. So to that extent, uh, where are we? Wait, no, Lori, introduce yourself, please. <laughs> so I'm Lori and I am a travel agent for about 14 years. I'm Canadian from Toronto, but I've been living here in the Riviera Maya for five years. Awesome. 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 So then, um, Today, we're going to stay in the region of Quintana Roo. And as we were for our last episode also, but if you're listening to this in different uh, order, we're just, that's where we're going to be today. So to give us some geographical orientation, uh, if you picture Mexico as a mermaid's tail and she's doing this little swish kick to the right, you know, Quintana Roo is this upper part of like the mermaid's rightmost flipper. And so we're today we're talking about the Isle of Mujeres. Am I saying that correctly? Isla Mujeres. Isla Mujeres. And it's just off the east coast of that. How'd I do on that description? Uh, sounds accurate to me, but I'm really bad at geography. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, that's, that's where we are. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if I were to look at a map and describe it, that's where I'm saying. So you have to verify. For those we'll of you listening, <laughs> yeah, we're going with that. For those of you listening, this is a video episode <clears throat> or no, I'm saying that because the last one this is not a video episode don't go to youtube you won't find it but however (laughs) laurie does have several other episodes on the youtube channel so uh, check that out if you like all right so um let's talk about this you know in another water adventure which i think is something that mexico has a lot to offer um and you know when we get into this topic it makes me feel really small thinking about it so can you introduce today's topic and, you know, who the ideal traveler is for this activity and uh, what is that activity? For sure. So today's topic is whale sharks and they are the biggest fish in the sea. So, um, you know, there are whales that are bigger, but whales are mammals and these mm. are fish because they are actually a shark. So they're a oh. whale shark. Um, so, you know, swimming with whale sharks is definitely for water loving, adventurous um, people who want to check this off of their bucket list because it is a really, really cool bucket list experience. So, okay. So this is not in the questions, but like uh, as to what probability or likeliness is it that someone will set out to swim with whale sharks and then actually be able to swim with whale sharks? Um, well, I don't know probability wise, but I'm going to say a hundred percent because they're in this, they're in this destination, uh, you know, for certain months of the year and the, the fishermen or whoever runs the activities, they know where they are. 
and every morning they go out and try and find, you know, the pod or, or the group of, of them. And mm-hmm. then they tell everyone else. So okay. they're there, you know, that's it's good. kind of like, that's where they go every year. Now, when you so said I they're in this destination, I had pictured like a whale shark with a map and his son had on <laughs> being like, I'm here. So <laughs> yeah, he, they know where to go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they know where you'll be. They'll find you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, where, you know, I imagine you swimming in like these gorgeous clear waters and then this just beast of tremendous scale surrounds you on all sides. What is that experience really like? <laughs> so it's not really exactly like that. Um, you know, first of all, most people leave from the Cancun area. You can also leave from Holbosch or from Isla Mujeres, but you know, most travelers are in the Riviera Maya. So they're leaving from Cancun and it's about an hour and a half boat ride to like the middle of the ocean. And, oh. um, it's not that it's not turquoisey water. I mean, you can only get that water in shallow and it, you're pretty out there. I mean, you are literally in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the oh, ocean. Wow. So, you know, it's darker water. Um, it's, it's really, really wavy. Um, there's a bunch of boats in the area. And like I said before, they all communicate with each other, all the boats. So when someone finds the whale sharks, everybody goes to that area, uh-huh. you know, um, and they're pretty strict with the activity, um, who can run it and, and how it runs. And, only two people can be in the water from each boat with the guide at a time. Um, okay. It's it's crazy. So, you know, I know nothing of whale sharks. If I asked my son, he would give us both an education. But, I mean, are these are you in any threat of being, like, actually consumed? No. Um, so they do swim with their mouths open, which can be a little bit scary if you don't really know uh, much about them. But on the way to the whale sharks, um, the guide tells you all about them usually. So mm-hmm. you're pretty equipped with knowledge when you get there. But they eat plankton, you know, and, okay. and it comes to the top of the ocean, I guess, during this time of the year. Um, and, and I think they eat fish eggs, but don't quote me, plankton for sure. <laughs> so, so they're swimming with their mouths open to sort of collect all this plankton and it gets like filtered. But they like... I don't think there's ever been a case where like a human has swam into one's mouth and they are not, they don't eat meat. They don't eat. Um, mm. I don't think they eat really other fish. So they're, they're not, you know, there's, there's no danger. Like they they don't even have really teeth. Like you would think of sharks, um, having, yeah. you know, they're, they're like little, they're, no, it's not scary. I mean, they're huge. <laughs> so that part is scary, but you're in no danger. I mean, they're totally docile. Gotcha. I mean, and, and to anyone's comfort, you know, Jonah survived being swallowed in the belly of the whale for how many days? You'll be white when you come out. You'll be bleached, but you'll be fine. It's fine. It's yeah, experience totally. to tell <laughs> So then, you know, while you're in the water and, you know, swimming with these huge animals, did you gain any life perspectives that you might be able to share with us? I mean, just how small we are in like the, this massive world, you know, with, with the huge ocean and these like absolutely insanely large creatures swimming around you and you're just so small compared to them. And it's crazy to think that there's actually even bigger animals in the ocean besides mm-hmm. them. And they're huge. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of like, I mean, it's a really good lesson in like respecting nature. <laughs> you're just yes. so tiny. For oh gosh. Sure. So any tips, warnings, guidance that travelers need to know before committing to kind of this daring adventure? 
Yeah. So one thing is, um, and we discussed this on a previous episode that they ask not to wear sunscreen, you know, Mm. so that you're going to, you're right up and close with these whale sharks and it's just something that they shouldn't be exposed to. It is a long and hot day in the sun. So that can be sort of a challenge. So recommendation would be like to, to wear like a long sleeve, like rash guard, swim guard, or those type of shirts that you can, you know, that you can wear, um, or bring like a light towel to cover up with because really you should not wear sunscreen and the other thing is a lot of people get seasick it's like very common to get seasick you're going really far out on a tiny fishing boat and the waves are really big so most companies will tell you take dramamine or similar but hopefully a non-drowsy um medication like motion sickness medication before you even leave in the morning so that um you don't feel it as bad Mm, when you get out there (laughs) yeah that's a good tip yeah, and there, I have to say, because I've been shopping for these rash guards for my daughter, there are some pretty options out, out there. So, you know, have fun <laughs> with it, folks. <laughs> yes, so then, for sure. Are you actually going to touch these things? Like, how close are you to it? Because I imagine, like, they're pu- I don't even think you could get near them, right? They're pushing so much water. I mean, you can get pretty close. The last time I was, so I've done it three times. And oh, wow. The first time was not good. Um, I was super seasick and there was like one or two whale sharks and everyone was trying to swim with them. The second time was a little bit better, but this last time that I went was just insane. The, our guide had said it was, you know, the best that he's ever seen pretty much. Oh, nice. And there was probably 200 whale sharks oh, in a wow. small area. Yeah. So, you know, at one point I actually like pulled my neck because I was trying to move to get out of its way and they were like surrounding me like there were so many that I was trying to go really quickly so you know you're not allowed to touch them but by accident I almost you know touched them because I was just trying to move to give them you know the way um so you can get pretty close um wow you don't you're not supposed to touch them or get like too close but sometimes you can't help it if you're just you know floating and they swim right by you sure yeah so are they providing life vests for you Yeah, you have to wear a life jacket. Yep, exactly. I would imagine so. Wow, that's incredible. So then is there any sort of like ecological education or, you know, conservation component to these trips? I'm not sure about the conservation, like in terms of if the any part of the money goes towards their conservation. But um, like I said, the guides do usually tell you facts and things like that about them on the boat right over. Um, but it's a pretty casual tour. Other than that, it's like it's run by um, local fishermen that, that have licenses to do this from Isla Mujeres. Mm-hmm. So um, it's pretty chill. So how is someone booking this? They need to use a travel professional or like if they're at a resort, it's fairly obvious. How do you book something like this? Yeah, exactly. They're like every tour operator will offer it, Um, you know, or yeah, your travel agent will know or resorts will for sure have it. It's only during the summer months. Um, I think it starts May to September. So like really, I would say um, July and August would be like the best months to do Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And last year, which was like the best time that I went, I think it was July. Yeah, it was okay. July that we went. Okay, so awesome. That, that's the best time. And we saw so many um, manta rays also, which was just so magical to see them floating right in the same like area as the whale <laughs> sharks. Really cool. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the last um, episode we did, we talked about just, you know, the diversity of birds in Mexico. I just feel like it's a nature lover's just paradise. Um, 
Yeah, it's really amazing. I, I'm interested in that. And I'm, I mean, I'm raising some sort of zoologist at this house. Um, <laughs> so I feel like we've, we've, he's too young now, but he'd be interested in this. There's a show called like Jack. I don't know, Jack, Jack in the wild or something. He's this Australian young man who, um, rescues or I don't know, he approaches wildlife in order to study it and save it, blah, blah, blah. But the episode that we watched was a speedboat. And this guy, Jack, is hanging off the side of the speedboat. And the guy says, don't dive, you know, too directly or you'll, you'll take a digger. Like you'll, you'll plant it in the ocean. And they're speed racing next to a tortoise. And this guy jumps off into the water, which is just like a flurry of waves, you know, and then he comes up with this tortoise. So he jumps off a speeding boat in motion to tackle a tortoise and then drag it up to this boat. And my son says, that's what I want to do when I grow up, mom. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and sounds so fun. Mexico sounds like a great option for my son to discover, you know, even more wild things that he wants to do with himself. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, on this tour, um, not only do we see whale sharks and manta rays, but usually you'll see dolphins as well on the way, you know, just Mm. wild dolphins swimming alongside the boat. Um, but for your son, I mean, there's, there's a whole bay here that's filled with sea turtles among other snorkeling locations where you can see sea turtles. So there's, it's really, like you said, it's endless. And especially, um, for nature lovers, it's, it's a perfect place. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, you know, that, Is there anything else we're missing or that you want to tell people about? Like maybe what about a price point? I'm trying to remember if it was, I think maybe around $150, maybe a little bit less than that. I think Mm -hmm. it's not expensive for the experience. And every tour that I've been on has sort of been the same. So um, early morning pickup, uh, go to the whale sharks for a few hours. And then when you, on the way back, you stop in, Isla Mujeres and the boat sort of just docks, um, in the most beautiful, clear turquoise water just mm. off of the island. And they make you a, a lunch, usually ceviche and, and some other things like that. And oh, you nice. eat like in the ocean. Um, <sighs> the last time we went, the, they took the cushions off of the boat and put them in the ocean. So it's like literally like a floating table. So that was really <laughs> cool. cool. And you just chill there for, you know, an hour or two, have lunch and just swim in the, in the gorgeous, like calm, shallow, turquoise, like picture perfect water. And then you go back. So it's, it's almost a full day, you know, at least three quarters of a day, but it's definitely like, in my opinion, like a must do tour if you're here in the summer. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, and the other thing about pricing is kind of an unfair question because, you know, as we roll out of the season of you know, dormant travel, if you will, or less, you know, fewer tourists, who knows what it'll, what it'll ultimately be. So, you know, don't take it as gospel folks, just take it as guidance (laughs) and uh, and check it out. Now, Laurie, um, I've asked you on the other episodes, but just to make sure that I get it included in here. um, The first question I usually ask people is, are you available as a resource to other travel agents? But I'm sure everyone listening knows about your group. Would you share the name of your group? Yes, it's the Resorts of the Riviera Maya, just for travel agents. Yes, and that is on Facebook. And folks, it's a, I mean, if you're not in this group, you're missing out. There are rules. Please, you know, please obey them or follow <laughs> them because there's only one Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a, it's a wealth of information. You should join that. Um, and so anyway, if you had any other questions, it's probably been answered in that group. 
And then Lori can also be contacted on there. And then the second question I ask is, um, you know, especially because you're on site and you're so well versed in this, are you taking additional clients right now? Because there's uh, people are people are wanting to travel and they should take advantage of their time. And that means starting with a good plan. And you're an excellent resource for that. So are you taking new clients? Yeah, definitely. And especially if they want to come down to the Riviera Maya, that would be amazing for sure. Awesome. And then your website is travel, sorry, tell me travel more, explore more travel com. explore more travel more.com. See, for me, when I, when we do the video, I can read it off the screen, but now <laughs> I'm, I don't have it written <laughs> down. So sorry about that. All right. Well, Laurie, thank you so much for joining me. This is just wonderful information. I appreciate your time as always. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Yes, wonderful. All right, everyone. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe and share it with all your friends and strangers because the algorithms like that and they'll suggest it to other people. All right, Megan Chapa, awkward goodbye. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>